Good morning. It's good to be with you this morning as we continue reflecting upon God's words. We continue reflecting upon 2 Corinthians. I'm glad that you've chosen to take a few minutes uh, just to read and reflect upon what God wants to say to us this morning through, uh, through his word and specifically through 2 Corinthians, which we're reading together and reflecting upon. So um, I invite you, if you have your Bible, to turn with me to 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 2. Uh, we're going to read verses two through Second uh, Corinthians two. We're going to be verses. We're going to read Second Corinthians two, chapter two. Uh, the, the two is throw me off. Chapter two, verses one through eleven. So I invite you to read along with me or listen if you're in your car um, or podcasting this. So just listen along as we read together. So I made up my mind not to make you another painful visit, for if I cause you pain. Who is there to make me glad but the one whom I have pained? And I wrote as I did, so that when I came, I might not suffer pain from those who should have made me rejoice. For I am confident about all of you, for my joy would be the joy of you all. For I wrote you out of much distress and anguish of heart, and with many tears, not to cause you pain, but to let you know the abundant love that I have for you. But if anyone has caused pain, he has caused it not to me, but to some extent, not to exaggerate it, to all of you. This is the punishment by the majority is enough for such the punishment by the majority is enough for such a person. So now instead you should forgive and console him, that he may not be overwhelmed by excessive sorrow. So I urge you to reaffirm your love for him. I wrote for this reason, to test you and to know whether you are not obedient in everything. If anyone and anyone whom you forgive, I also forgive. What I have forgiven him if I have forgiven anything, has been for your sake in the presence of Christ. And we do this that we may not be outwitted by Satan, for we are not ignorant of his designs. Okay, so if, if you remember anything from 1 Corinthians, you remember in 1 Corinthians, uh, the church of Corinth, I, I compared it in our first reflection. I mean, this is not a perfect analogy, but Corinth would have been kind of like New Orleans, um, cosmopolitan city, a lot of diversity, uh, trade city, um, a lot of wealth, a lot of poverty. So for those of us in our American context, New Orleans may be a fair comparison. Not a perfect comparison, but, but a fair comparison. Well, if you read 1 Corinthians, you see that the church of Corinth is very much like the culture in which it exists. There's a lot of conflict. Uh, the, the 1 Corinthians is just full of conflict all throughout. You start off with conflict about uh, who their favorite preacher was, you start off with conflict about sin and people being cast out of the church. You, you have conflict over spiritual gifts. You see throughout 1 Corinthians uh, a through line of conflict. In fact, that's why I think it's so significant that Paul has in the middle of all the conflict, particularly the conflict about spiritual gifts in chapters two, 12 through 14. You see right in the middle of chapter 12 and 13, 14, chapter 13, where Paul is saying the greatest spiritual gift that one can have is love. That's why that love chapter of 1 Corinthians 13 is so significant, because it's kind of giving a pathway out of the conflict they're having. So now we kind of see, once again, that same concept continuing into 2 Corinthians. And to the second letter Paul wrote them, there's apparently anguish and there is unforgiveness. So he says, if anyone has caused pain, he has caused it not to me, but to some extent, to, not to exaggerate to all of you. This is the punishment of the majority is enough for such a person. Now you should forgive and console him that he may not be overwhelmed by excessive sorrow. So there's been something that's happened here that's called division 
and cause pain. And this individual has had um, some type of correction by the church. And now there's just a lot of unforgiveness uh, in this moment. And y'all, forgiveness is hard. Well, let's just be honest about it. Um, forgiveness is an incredibly hard thing for us. Um, I, I was having a conversation one day with someone. Uh, about a situation in my life. And I've always tried in my life to um, to forgive. Um, you know, those who know my family history know that a lot of my family history has been difficult. Um, father was, my father, my father murdered my mother. So a lot of my life has been trying to unpack forgiveness and unpack what it means to, to forgive. And it's, it's a challenge. I don't, I don't pretend like it's not. In fact, sometimes we make forgiveness far too easy, um, or we pretend like it's far too easy. Uh, we just forgive and move on, and that's that's hard. And so one day I was having a conversation with somebody about a situation where I was just struggling to forgive, and, and I've always tried my best uh, to be a forgiving person, and I just couldn't, I couldn't move past something that happened. I just couldn't let go of it. That was so unlike me. Like, I, I, I'm typically able to move past stuff, and for whatever reason, I couldn't move past this situation. And I was talking to him, talking about this with my friend, and, and I said, I, I don't, I don't know why I can't forgive. And the person said, the reason why you can't forgive is because you were offended. What happened in this in this situation bothered you so deeply that you were offended by all that happened in it. I'm like, you're right. And my offense actually was tied to my pride. So I couldn't forgive in this situation, frankly, because I was too proud. And before I could forgive someone for an offense, I had to let go of my pride. I had to, in many ways, humble myself and understand that yes, this person was not perfect, this person made some mistakes, uh, this person messed up, but so have I. So have I. I am not sinless. I am not perfect. And in my life, I have done things that have harmed others. Sometimes, hopefully, most times, not intentionally, but yes, even intentionally. And so for me to forgive, I had to humble myself and understand that I too am in need of forgiveness. So Paul here says, to forgive this person. Verse 8, so I urge you to reaffirm your love for him. We want to hold on to unforgiveness sometimes. We do. Sometimes, and for a variety of reasons. Let's not, let's not pretend like every reason we hold on to unforgiveness is necessarily bad. Sometimes we don't want to forgive because we're scared. Sometimes we don't want to forgive because we, we want to protect ourselves from future hurt. Sometimes we want to hold on to, to unforgiveness because we were right. You know, they've done something, they were, they were wrong, and we were right. But for each of these, for each of these, for protection, we have to realize that ultimately Christ is our protection. And if we were right and they were wrong, much like myself with my being offended, we have to humble ourselves and understand that maybe we're right in this situation, but we're not always right. 
and grace covers all. Well, Andy, dadgummit, they don't deserve forgiveness. They haven't asked for it. They don't deserve it. Why should I forgive them? They haven't done nothing to deserve my forgiveness. Perhaps. Yeah, perhaps. Perhaps you're right. It's a great point. We don't forgive always for them. We sometimes, most times, forgive for ourselves. Because forgiveness is us letting go of a burden. Now, I love the old line. Unforgiveness is me drinking a poison and expecting it to kill you. The only person unforgiveness harms is me. The person right now that you can't forgive, guess what? They slept fine last night. That unforgiveness may have kept you up. They slept just fine. So God wants us to forgive. God wants us to let it go. God wants us to allow grace to cover our sins, allow grace to cover our hurts, allow grace to restore. As Christians, we're in the reconciliation and the restoration business. So friends, I would urge you today to consider, to reflect in your life. Where are the areas in your life that you need to offer forgiveness? Where are the areas in your life that are sensitive and painful? Where are the areas in your life that you need to allow the Holy Spirit? And, and I also want to say this in closing. You don't have to forgive today. Forgiveness is a journey. It's not always a destination. So maybe today, friends, maybe today's not the day you forgive. Maybe today's not the day you, 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 you let that go. You know, maybe not. Maybe not. But our challenge is to work towards it. To work towards forgiveness. Work towards grace. And always remember, Forgiveness is letting it go. Reconciliation is the relationship being restored. Sometimes we forgive, but it's not time to heal the relationship. And that's okay too. So today, friends, I pray that we can let go of the hurts in our life, that we can offer forgiveness as Paul encouraged the people of Corinth to do, and that we can allow grace to restore relationships, but grace to restore our lives. Hey, thanks for listening today and watching or podcasting or streaming. Hope you've been blessed by it. Uh, comment below. Uh, reach out. I'd love to be in conversation with you about this video, this podcast, or about any of these. Thanks for being a part of this. I hope you have a great day, and um, we'll see you tomorrow.